Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Kat Burdett, wellbeing coach, eternal nomad, and self-love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy, content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel-good vibes, expand your learning, and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what well-being means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience when no topic is off-limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hello, hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. I'm going to just dive straight in. I have an absolutely wonderful guest for you today. She is another one of the absolutely incredible people that I met in Nosara. Her name is Brooke Yancey, and she is the founder of the Dance Alchemy and is an intuitive business coach and healer who's been facilitating transformational dance and healing spaces for people all over the world for over 10 years. She has a background in psychology. She's done years of healing and intuitive coaching and personal development trainings. And she has this incredible passion for facilitating transformational experiences through movement and dance. Brooks created a really unique method and certification called Dance Alchemy, which supports people in creating powerful, deep, somatic healing experiences for their clients through movement medicine. And her mission in life is to activate women in their full embodiment, expression and liberation, to help women come home to their bodies and heal deeply through movement and dance. And she loves nothing more than igniting thousands of women to bring dance medicine into their communities and create abundance for themselves. This is a really beautiful, nurturing conversation. And I'm so excited to be able to share this with you today. So without further ado, here is the wonderful Brooke. Hello, beautiful Brooke, and welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Yay, another one of my Nosara friends. <laughs> Always putting them into my podcast. And um, I just wanted to share, like, every time I speak to you, I feel this grand sense of liberation and positivity. And it's just such wonderful energy that you bring. So I wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that reflection. Uh Welcome. And I also wanted to offer you a huge congratulations because you very recently got invited to do a TEDx talk and that is absolutely huge. So you must be thrilled. So I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a TEDx energizer. So I actually was able to share my dance alchemy modality at TEDx and get everyone dancing, which was really cool. And I also talked about like the nervous system and it was just such a big honor to be a part of that event. Yeah, it looked incredible. Thank you. It was. It was really cool. Well, I like to kick off the show with a question that I ask everyone, and that is, what does well-being mean to you? What does well-being mean to me? Well-being really means feeling happy. Feeling happy, feeling on purpose, feeling alive, like feeling like 
I'm on purpose, I'm healthy and vibrant, and I'm living my life in alignment with my values. Um, Some of those values are freedom, um, purpose. You'll hear me say that a lot and really helping people. So being like having well-being means that I'm I'm doing all of that, but I'm also filling my body and my soul. So, you know, putting into my body healthy foods, um, staying active, staying connected to community and friends. And there's so many different facets that make up well-being, but definitely purpose, health, and community are big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. I feel the same. I mean, every time I have my own description of well-being, but every time somebody shares it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think happiness is is such a big part of that. And um, like you say, feeling on purpose, having that sense of purpose, God, that that was the thing that really did it for me. And just being tuned into that is wonderful. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you are a somatics dance alchemy healer. (laughs) Let's break that down a bit. And and what does that mean for the people listening? Like what actually is somatics and what is your dance alchemy? So I do, so I have like two different avenues that I've brought together. So I am a coach and a healer. I have done many trainings in somatic healing and intuitive healing and coaching. And I work with people to help them heal in many ways. I I help a lot of female entrepreneurs heal and really be able to flourish in their business and overall helping people throughout their lives, like healing their childhood and different, different wounds so that they can have a happy, healthy life. That being said, I also have a background of dance and dance healing, dance therapy. I've been doing this for over 12 years, working with different populations and really bringing in this understanding and this wisdom of the body because our body has so much wisdom and there's a book called the body keeps the score our body it's like it stores trauma and different things in the body so what I found as I started to bring movement and this dance healing work into my coaching and healing business and into the work I was doing with clients it really was enhancing their depth of connection to their body, their depth of connection to the wisdom that's stored inside of it and helping them unlock that. So somatics is really about listening to the body. It's about calming the nervous system. It's about tuning into the nervous system and healing the body through the body. Um, It often we're tapping into emotions, we're releasing stuck and stored emotions from the body. And so when I created Dance Alchemy, it was, it's really about connecting to your body's wisdom and moving out, moving through anything that wants to be released. Um, And anything that it's like healing the body with dance, essentially. And We are at a place, at a time, the evolution of the coaching, the healing, the personal development industry, where more and more people are embracing somatic healing techniques because we have done a lot of work in the mind. We have figured out all the reasons why, maybe not all, but we've done a lot of work around childhood wounds and and different things. And it's so important to do that work. Absolutely. 
And there's another layer of it where the body, where for a lot of people, the body, it's still stored in. So when we can combine movement and dance to the work that we're doing, which is why I created Dance Alchemy, was to help coaches, healers, and facilitators bring movement and dance into their offerings so that they could deepen their work, deepen the transformation. There's also lots of people who take the dance alchemy trainings and bring it into the world, you know, as classes to say, hey, come dance and heal with me, come connect, build community. Um, There's so many layers to it. But really, at the end of the day, we use dance to heal. And it's such a fun, powerful modality that gets us out of our heads and into our bodies. That gets us listening and calming, soothing and releasing. And it's a really beautiful modality. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. And I mean, anybody that gets up and moves their body or or dances always feels so fantastic afterwards. Um, You know, what actually happens? Like, how does that create more connection within just through the movement itself? Yeah. And through listening, you know, the amount of time I've worked with people to tap them into their bodies, to listen to their bodies, so many people are in awe of what happens because we live in a world that's disconnected from our bodies, a world where people are filling their bodies with unhealthy foods, lots of caffeine, constant social media distraction, constant stress and overwhelm. Most people are living in a state of disconnection and in a state of fight or flight um, and nervous system dysregulation where their nervous system is over-regulated or very under-regulated, both of which can cause, you know, over-regulated is like that anxious, overwhelm, constant state of like, go, 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 do, 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 don't stop, do, 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 And you move throughout your day. And at the end of the day, it's like, what just happened? It's like you're moving through in a daze. And under, you know, under regulation is often where you're very sluggish and passive and almost in that um, like freeze response where it's like it's people are moving throughout their day in a daze. And so we're seeing a huge um, epidemic, I'll call it, of of this overwhelm and underwhelm, right? Of this overregulation, underregulation. Um, and my background's actually in mental health. So I have a psychology degree in mental health, and I've been fascinated by this. And so what I have found is that dance is just one of the best ways to bring people back into their bodies because it really is guided by the participant for the most part. And in dance alchemy, we really start people in what, you know, we use the elements. So I start people in earth on the ground, really calming their nervous system, allowing them to land and become present. Because that's step one in any healing process is like, what's here? And then we move into water, which is fluid, but still gentle, right? It's still like, okay, let's allow the body to open up and see what's present, see what wants to shift or wants to be seen, wants to be witnessed. And then we have fire, which can be, you know, if we think about alchemy, it's the fire that alchemizes. And it's in the fire that we can release and alchemize and shake and stomp and, you know, have a cathartic release if that's what's what's available in our nervous systems. 
And for many people, that can be a really, really powerful thing to shake and release and let stuff go from the level of the body. Then we move into air because every time we allow the fire to burn, to alchemize, and we step into air, which is like expansive, which is like the other side of the pain, the other side of the trauma, the other side of the wounding is this softness is this expansion into what is into our higher self into our expansive peaceful knowing so we move into air and then ether is like the calming the integration the tapping into the quantum field where everything every possibility exists and just allowing everything to integrate so that we can come back into that peaceful state. And people often will have really big emotional releases because, you know, no longer are we trying to figure out why is this thing happening to me? Why am I overwhelmed or why am I sad or why am I grieving or these different things? We're just allowing the body to express. We're allowing the body to release, which bypasses the level of the mind so that we can really just allow things to flow and move and not hold us or weigh us down anymore. Yeah, that's beautiful. What a journey that you take people on. It's gorgeous. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work on myself and there is something amazing when you get to that like that ether place which i have managed to get to and i'll be totally honest you know i'm very honest with my (laughs) with my listeners i have slipped back a little bit because i've allowed the 3d to catch up with me i've i've you know i've not been tuning into myself and you know your external world is always a reflection of your internal world right and so it's actually interesting to me, like how you can lose that. So I, you know, I was so there and, and how I've just, it's just slowly like slipped away. And, you know, have you experienced that yourself where you've been, you've been there, you've been feeling amazing, you're doing all the steps and everything. And then you found yourself come right back down to earth with a thud. Absolutely. And I think that's the dance of life right? That's the dance of life. Like we live in the 3D world. Um, Well, most people, I don't know if we can fully call the jungle of Costa Rica. (laughs) It truly is a 3D world though, in many, many ways. So, you know, we live in the 3D world and there are very 3D things. Like we haven't ascended into this 5D world. So there's very real human things, which is why it's like, how can we operate in our highest selves, from our heart, from our body, and bring that into the 3D world. And inevitably, we're going to get knocked down. Inevitably, we're going to get triggered. We're going to, and that's the human experience. And that's beautiful. That's welcome. You know, I, I have this saying in Dance Alchemy, it's like, all of you is welcome here. And that's also why the dance is so beautiful, because it's like, all of you, the anger, the rage, the frustration, the overwhelm, it's all part of the human experience. And it's all actually part of our ascension is the acceptance that we're human and that we're not always going to feel enlightened, quote unquote, although do we ever feel enlightened, but we're not always going to feel that blissful, peaceful um, state where we're filled with unlimited possibilities. We're going to have moments of that. And the more we allow ourselves to tap into that, the longer these periods become. But there's very real 3D life things that we have to de- to be with, to deal with. 
um, to operate within to be a, a human on the planet. No, absolutely. It is just, a, I guess, learning to to flow with the waves of life. And um, I had someone on the show recently who said a very similar thing and that, you know, we have to remember that, yes, we are spiritual beings, but we're also here on Earth and we're having this human experience. And so, you know, everything, everything is important. And it isn't all just about sitting there and meditating and, you know, being all floaty and <laughs> you know it's about grounding yourself as well and really engaging with those moments i found and uh, i think that's also like if there are difficult times i think that's what moves you through it faster when you when you face it head on and you accept it and then you get yourself to a place where like you say you bring it into your body and you feel it and then you can express it um it's about being really honest with yourself right totally totally and giving yourself the tools to move through it to be with it to not bypass it because the medicine really is when we allow ourselves to be all of ourselves all of our humanness and i feel like you know we've exited out of the positive mindset era and into the let's be with all of ourselves because there is wisdom there is medicine there is healing in all aspects and we're all of it we are the ego and the heart how can we integrate how can we meet ourselves with love and compassion how can we meet our emotional experience with love and compassion how can we meet our inner child with love and compassion yeah the self-love element is is so huge and it's funny like even when i catch myself in a in a moment of of pain or suffering i think to myself now where am i not loving myself here like what part of me needs love and it's amazing but even just saying that out loud and and tapping into that wow it just changes your whole energy and and it's really important. I think connecting to the inner child is massive. And and so many of us don't do this. And even, even me as a coach, you know, I've realized as well in my own journey, there are times when I'm like, whoa, I'm really not even, I'm not loving myself here. And so, you know, I'm trying to get to that point where I always stop and pause and think, okay, where do I need to love myself more? You know, what does my inner child need right now? And um, yeah, this this love element is is everything, is just absolutely everything. So yeah, I completely resonate with what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. Like love and compassion, like that's where the healing really lies. So can we have compassion and love for ourselves? And 100%. allow ourselves to express all of ourselves. You know, we don't need to hide. We can be all of ourselves, especially in certain situations. Um, sometimes when we're in certain situations, yeah, we we adapt and we have to suppress or we have to be a certain way for certain jobs or certain ways of being. But we are more and more coming into a time where we're owning more parts of ourselves, where we're owning more of our expression and we're seeing this in all areas of life in all facets, um, where more and more people are feeling liberated and expressing themselves. Mm, it's beautiful. 
And I'd really love to talk about, you mentioned earlier about the, the nervous system. And so I'd really love to talk about the safety aspect of it. So from, you know, all the work I, I do, the inner work I've done on myself and everything I've researched and I'm still researching, you know, feeling safe inside of our bodies is such an integral requirement for healing and also for happiness. Um, so how in your experience do we reach that place of safety? And, you know, what? why is it such an important piece to feel safe? Mm. So safety tells the nervous system, like when we, when our nervous system feels safe, it can relax. So often a lot of people are stuck in a fight, flight, or freeze mode, which means that their nervous system is not relaxed. The nervous system is on defense because at some point they had to, you know, the nervous system had to turn on in order to protect itself. Um, And so a lot of people are walking around in that frozen, in that nervous system, fight, flight, or freeze. And so when we create safety in the body, when we let the body know that it's safe to relax, we create an opening. We create an opening for healing. We create an opening for, for everything, for our creativity, for our expression. But for so many of us, there's been trauma throughout our lives, throughout our parents and our grandparents. A lot of us are carrying the, this nervous system di- dysregulation that isn't even ours. You know, if we had grandparents that didn't feel safe and they operated from that place, it's imprinted in us. So a lot of this healing that we're also doing isn't just for us, it's for our ancestors. And it's a lot of what we're carrying isn't even ours. Now, when we can create safety in the body, which essentially is letting the body know that it's safe for it to relax, it's safe for it to not feel overwhelmed or anxious or in that fight or flight mode, we can breathe deeper, we feel calmer, more peaceful, happier. That's the state where we can tap into our intuition. That's the state where the body heals. I really feel like one of the reasons why there is so much disease on the planet right now is because there is so much trauma that's unhealed, that gets stuck there. And the disease, the body is trying to protect from that trauma. So that's another way that it can show up. When our body is in a safe mode, when it's calm, when it's relaxed, um, it can heal itself in all ways. Mm. Yeah, and I've certainly found this, and also from a from a creativity and from a spiritual perspective as well, like you say, with your intuition, it's inaccessible if you're not in a calm state of mind. And the time when I've been most tuned into mine is when I was regularly meditating, which again, I haven't been doing, I will confess. Um, but when I've been doing it regularly, um, that's when, yeah, I, I was just, I was so calm and I was in a very good headspace and just peaceful about everything. And it is such an expansive, beautiful place to be in. 
yeah, you just feel like you can breathe when you're in that space as well. There is this expansion that happens and it's such a wonderful place to be in. So I totally feel that what you were saying there. And I, I really think it's important for people listening to, to hear that because just finding that peace and calm and, and this is why I talk a lot about you know, doing the inner work. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but, you know, actually looking at yourself and and understanding why you are the way you are and maybe looking at your ancestral traumas and things like that, it's it's just a way to liberate yourself um, and get yourself to that peaceful state. So, yeah, you can connect more with things and engage more with life. <laughs> totally, yeah, you can engage with life. I like that you said that. A lot of people aren't engaging with life. And, yeah. you know, we have a huge mental health crisis right now. And a big part is because people aren't regulated in their nervous systems. Their nervous systems are overstimulated by just so many things coming at them. You know, mm-hmm. including, you know, in the north right now, not getting enough sun. Yeah. That's Which a really is a hard casing too. <laughs> yeah. That's why as soon as the sun comes out, all of a sudden the serotonin activates and everyone becomes so happy and alive because the sun and the vitamin D, like this is stuff that helps to regulate the nervous system, helps to calm it. Um, so we almost in the winter months need to double down on our practices whether that be, you know, deep breathing, breath work, dance, all really great ways to regulate Kundalini, all really great ways to do somatic healing, to calm our nervous systems, meditation, meditation. The, the thing with meditation is that if you're feeling overstimulated, sometimes we can calm and that's beautiful. And there's such a dance too between, okay, um, I need to release whatever's in here, that anger, that frustration. So it can be really hard to meditate when you're in that state, when you need to like shake it out and release. Right. Yeah. I had an experience of that the other day and, you know, like this is the thing it can be quite subconscious. You know, we don't even know sometimes that we're feeling like that. And I was thought I was fine. And I sat down to meditate the other day and I just, I, all this, these tears came up and I was like, what is going on? Like, where is this coming from? And I was like, well, I just can't do it, you know? And that's where the movement piece would come in, right? Except I was trying to go to bed, but yes, that's where the movement piece comes in and where, yeah, just getting that energy out, moving it through you and out is, is so important. Um, And I, I was just thinking, you know, there's also... There's also journaling and things like that, but that's very different to movement. Um, and it's not expressing it through your body. So actually that brings me to a question, you know, if maybe you are feeling like that when you're trying to sleep and you're trying to feel relaxed, is there anything that you would suggest for people that they could do to to calm themselves down? When they're trying to sleep or they're trying to relax? Um. I mean, in terms of movement and dance, even just putting on a slower song and just like bringing slow movements like circles, circling the neck and the head and the shoulder and the act of just getting present to your body, to how it's feeling, 
And you can even do this right now if you're listening or watching, like just closing your eyes, taking some deep, long, deep breaths in and out, slowing everything down, and then bringing some slow movements into your shoulders, some slow movements into your wrists, into your neck, can really help you become present to where you're stiff or sore and can give you um, a way to like loosen up your muscles as well as calming your nervous system. Because like I said, the body keeps score. So sometimes when we're tense, it's like we need to, to move that energy that gets stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And if I was to implement like a movement ritual into my life, what sort of movement is the most beneficial if there is a most beneficial movement and how long should I do this for? And also, is there any particular time of day that this is best? Mm. So I don't know that any one particular movement is beneficial because it really depends on how you're feeling, right? So it can be in, in the morning, it can be really fun to like shake and put on a really fun song that like, that gets you primed and ready for the day like really inspiring music I find in the morning is so powerful and just like letting your body move letting it shake not caring about what it looks like but more just like listening to your body and like what your body needs um is so powerful is so beautiful and then I'm just like yeah like really letting your body guide you can be so powerful and then throughout the day, I like to put songs on at different points and just take dance breaks, literally put music on, take a dance break, let your system reset. Cause we can, especially if you're working at a computer, even as a digital nomad, like working at the computer, staring at the screen all day, like I need to take breaks to reset, to reset my energy, to get that energy and blood flowing. And often once again, inspiring music for this could be so fun. Um, and like shaking is always good to release. Bouncing, bouncing your body can be good. I find if I have like anxiety and it's like in my chest, I like to like move my chest and really bringing energy and intention and breath and movement into the areas that are stuck, that are sore, that are anxious, that are overstimulated. And then in the evening, um, yeah, like I said, slow music, calming your nervous system, stretching um, is so powerful because you've had a day where you're moving around where you might be sore or stiff. So giving yourself space to unwind is such a beautiful ritual. And, you know, you can do this with as little as a couple of minutes each time, right? Even as little as a couple of minutes a day can make profound changes. Of course, in my opinion, the more the better. Um, and using dance and movement throughout your day is really, really powerful. But even one dance, one shaking things up every day is so beautiful. Amazing. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> laughing to myself because... Um, at the moment, I'm working in the hospital, topping up my professional registration, 
because otherwise I lose it if I don't do it every couple of years. And um, I was like, oh, you know, when can I when can I actually implement this into my day? And, you know, obviously I can't do that. I don't really get much time for a break. And I was like, I could go to the toilet and do this. So, you know, that could be quite good. <laughs> Just going to the toilet, moving around a bit, shaking, you know, because no one's going to see me in there. And obviously no one thinks anything of it when you're like, I, I just pop into the loo. So, yeah, I think that's, that's something I'm going to try now every time I go to the toilet. Totally. And, you know, I just like thought of how like old school was like, I need a smoke, like the smoke break and how, um, at least as a server, that was like a very, like a, a waitress. That was a very big thing. It's like, I need a smoke break. Now I never smoked. So, but fresh air breaks weren't accepted. So I'd be like, I need a smoke break and I just go outside for some fresh air. So I pretended like I smoked. But it's kind of such a similar thing, right? Of like, I need a dance break. It's like, if you were, yeah, it's like going into the washroom and giving your body that extra boost, you're going to come out happier and more vibrant and more able to serve people, to help people. So it's actually very um, important. And for many years, I worked in schools and we would implement um, brain breaks or brain boosts, we would call them because really this is boosting your brain. It's boosting the serotonin, the ox, the oxygen, the movement to your brain. So if you're starting to feel tired, you know, lots of people reach for the sugar, the caffeine, the, all of these things when really sometimes all you need is a little bit of a dance and that's going to activate it just as well, if not better than the sugar, than the caffeine, that's going to leave you with a crash in not too long. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. There we go. So everybody listening, <laughs> stay away from that sugary chocolate bar, that caffeine, just go and shake your body, dance around like a loony. <laughs> like a loony. <laughs> Amazing. Well, so I want to talk about something with you if you feel comfortable talking about it. Um, so I know recently um, you just experienced the end of your marriage. And this was, of course, very painful for you, even though that you knew it was the right thing to be doing. Yeah. So I'd love for you to share if you feel comfortable. Um, how did the somatics and the dancing help you to navigate that grief portal that you went through? Yeah. So the, some, yeah, dancing really, I've been dancing every single day because, you know, with grief, with a relationship ending, there's so many emotions to navigate. And I found that with dance, um, with dance, and with movement, with using my breath, I've been able to really allow myself to feel them all, mm -hmm. to express them all, knowing that the breakup portal is a really powerful healing portal. And that as all the different emotions arose, anger, frustration, sadness, grief, that I didn't want to bypass anything. I didn't want to push anything down. I wanted to be I wanted to allow the medicine of the emotion to do its thing. <laughs> and so dance and the somatic practices between breathwork and kundalini and dance that I have done, as well as the other practices that I teach and that I do with clients have allowed me to go into it to, to heal 
you know, the childhood wounds that come up when you go through a breakup. Because of course, when you get into a relationship, you know, part of the you complete me, which we know is not true. No one ever completes us, but it's that feeling sometimes that we get that high because this person is fitting into some sort of something that we didn't get when we were young or a familiarity of the way we were loved by one of our parents, but the way that we were taught to love and a way that, you know, and ways that we didn't. So when we go through a breakup, it's like it opens up our deepest wounds, truly, which is why breakups are so painful is because it literally feels like they're ripping open your deepest childhood wounds. So what a lot of people do is they drink, they numb out, they try to hide from it. They pretend like they're okay. They even take a trip. Yeah. It's beautiful if you can still be with yourself, but I really just didn't want to escape it because I knew that even though the love that I shared with my ex-husband was so beautiful, we actually had a really, really beautiful love by many standards. We even met in conscious relationship training. So we discussed many things. We got a lot of support. Um, And even then we had these deep um, trauma bonds. We had these deep ways that we were relating to each other or that we're playing out these patterns that we had attracted or brought out in the other person because we hadn't quite healed them. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing like a relationship to bring up your deepest stuff. And so over the last few months, four months now, I've danced every day. I've allowed myself to cry and feel it all. And I've used the movement to help move it because I knew that I didn't want it stuck in my body. And when I feel emotions arising, I know that I want to feel them and I don't want them to stay stuck. So I'm going to continue to breathe. I'm going to be with all of it, the fears, the doubts, the grief, the feeling like the death and rebirth of all of this, because really that's what a breakup, a divorce feels like. It feels like you're dying many, many times over and that parts of you are truly dying. And it feels like as you move through each portal, each wave on the other side, you come out with your heart cracked wider open with a new part of yourself that you've met because our shadow, most people are really afraid of the shadows, the fear, the shame, the self-doubt, the parts of ourselves that are anxious or controlling, jealous or right? Like we have these parts of ourselves that come online in a relationship and we have to sit with those parts. We have to sit with where we fell short. We have to sit where the other person fell short, where we didn't get our needs met. We have to sit with all of it and meet that inner child that feels alone and confused, that feels rejected and hurt, that feels not lovable and not enough. Like we have to be with all parts of ourselves, which is why breakups can be incredibly confusing and, and scary and why people do some really scary things in the breakup portal, but also why it is our deepest, most potent medicine. If we allow ourselves to see it that way, to feel it all and to be supported. Like this being said, I am so supported. I have a therapist. I have two coaches. Um, I have, I 
incredible amount of friends that do this work that have been incredibly supportive. And I just feel so honored, like a women's circle. Like I am so supported because I knew that this being a divorce was my biggest breakup of my life. Um, and something happens when you get married. It's like, it's like you have like the relational things that happen when you're dating and then something else happens when you get married. That's like your definition of marriage from your parents, from your grandparents, from your ancestors that all gets activated. It's the wildest thing that I did a lot of work to heal that in my marriage. And there were certain things that could only really be healed by ending the marriage, which is pretty wild to think. Um, now looking back, some of the things that needed to really end that really needed that really weren't serving me because they weren't mine. So it's so multifaceted, multi-layered, but dance has been my saving grace. And I've been dancing, like I said, every day. I've been playing all different types of music depending on how I'm feeling. And certain songs will activate things, certain um, emotions. And it's allowed me to actually dive deeper into this grief portal and not avoid it. To be like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to have to feel it anyways. I may as well go all in. And that's kind of how I felt. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing that you were able to look at it that way and to really allow yourself to feel those emotions. I, I also went through, uh, as you possibly know, a breakup last year and I wasn't married to him, but, um, it was still very painful and yeah, it was, I, I don't think I handled it as well as you <laughs> for sure. Um, but there was, yeah, it brought up a lot actually. And, you know, I am grateful and, and it's interesting what you're saying there about I have my heart cracked open because that is exactly what I, you know, I spoke about this on the show before I've I've used to describe it. I felt like he cracked my heart open. Um, and even though it was probably one of the most painful things I've been through for a while emotionally, I just, I am very, very grateful for it actually because it's taught me so much and I after you know being a little bit reckless did try to lean into those emotions did allow them to take me over and to just you know I didn't do the movement maybe as much uh but I did lean into it and that did help me to heal faster actually and so sure. when you when you really allow yourself to dive inwards and you surrender to what you're feeling and like you said you meet yourself where you are that's when you can move on from it faster because you're not leaving any of those emotions and feelings stuck within you and you're getting them out and it it is it is really it is really quite beautiful and um yeah it's been hard but I don't actually regret it now at the time I was very angry, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't regret it. <laughs> and anger is such a great example of moving your body, like stomping, punching, like these are things that your body needs to do when it's angry, you know, screaming into a pillow. Like last night I have a six month dance alchemy certification. And last night we did, um, our emotional alchemy session. And I talked about sacred rage. I talked about the 
potent energy of sacred rage and how as women we've been taught for eons, for centuries to suppress it, to be the good wife, to be the good woman. You know, little girls are made of, I don't know, cinnamon hearts and strawberries or whatever that poem is. Like sugar and spice. Sugar and spice and everything nice. And it's like, that's not true. We get angry and anger is actually a really powerful emotion that can transmute. I feel like women embracing their sacred rage and actually expressing it will shift and heal the world. When women stand up and they get pissed about the way that the world is going, because there's some messed up stuff happening on the planet, right? And it's actually this feminine rage that's going to help to transmute it. If we all just say, oh, everything's good, everything's nice, no need to speak up, no need to do anything, nothing changes. Like it's this sacred rage and doesn't mean we need to hurt other people because feminine sacred rage is not about hurting other people. And when we can channel our sacred rage into healthy things like dancing and screaming into pillows and punching, then we're not coming towards people with that anger. And the issue is most people suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. And then it's like a pressure cooker. And all of a sudden you're driving down the highway and someone cuts you off and you're like, right? Like you're screaming at them or your child does something that triggers you and you're yelling at your child or you're yelling at your partner or you're having a nervous breakdown or freaking out at your coworker, right? Like when we don't express it in healthy ways, it comes out in unhealthy ways. So it's actually so important for us to acknowledge our anger, to meet our anger and our rage and to express it, to feel it, to move it so that we aren't having these outbursts that are directed towards other people. So thank you for bringing that up. I just went like taught about this. I'm so passionate about this. I'm I'm also passionate about it because for many years, I never felt anger. And I remember being in this conscious relationship training, actually where I met my ex-husband. And it's like, okay, you have to we had to do these exercises around anger. And I was like, I don't feel anger. It's just not an emotion that I feel. And as I dove deeper into it, I realized I I always diverted to sadness, to victimhood, because I didn't feel worthy of anger, because that would mean admitting that someone else had hurt me or someone else had done wrong. But I deserve to actually feel anger. And now when I feel anger, it feels so powerful. I can feel the fire. And we're in the 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 year of the dragon, which is literally that like that fire that is going to transmute and heal the world. But that means that we actually have to stand up for what we believe. We actually have to feel that anger, that rage, um, and express it in healthy ways that are really powerful. Oh, I love that! My God, I feel that so much because that is one of my my conditioning issues and I I I always felt like I had to play the good girl like I had to be good because I didn't want to upset anyone and so I didn't realize but that was the one emotion you know I am always talking about expressing your emotions as well it's what I teach too and I'm always talking about that but that was the one emotion that I wasn't aware I wasn't expressing either so I had a very similar thing and then and then recently my friend said to me, she's like, I was talking to her, she's like, Kat, you sound really angry. I said, do I? 
she goes yeah and I realized it's because I just I wasn't allowing myself to to feel that and to scream and get mad and there's probably a lot more within me that I've just kept back for so long that really needs to come out but um yeah it is it is so powerful and it just also shows like this is what happens when when you don't express it when you don't allow it to have space to take up room it's going to build up like a pressure cooker like a volcano and it is going to project onto other people and come out in ways that could cause damage and harm and yeah anger is a beautiful emotion and now i i try to encourage myself to get mad to shout to scream yeah. <laughs> but not anyone just you know <laughs> to myself or whatever but yeah yeah so 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 important so important it's it's a really healthy and really powerful emotion well i've just got a few more questions that i'd like to ask you no problem um and these are just well i don't know they might be long ones let's see how you answer them um (laughs) what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received for what anything (laughs) just in life what's the best piece of advice you've ever received well that is a big question I mean I think at this stage the advice that I've been given especially going through this breakup portal is to feel it all and to allow it to move to transmute it to to allow the emotions to be my medicine and to not avoid that's been really powerful Amazing. And what's the worst piece of advice that you've ever received? I think just really like putting on a fake smile and uh, thinking positive instead of just actually being real, actually dealing with life, actually looking at scenario, like the actual situation. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, last question is, what's your biggest heartfelt desire for the future of humanity and the world? (laughs) I desire for the world to heal. I desire for the world to heal their traumas and to not have to carry so much pain in their bodies. I really feel like because there's been so much trauma and so much pain, it's created a lot of people who are shut down and they're not connected to their hearts which is why we're seeing like hurt people hurt people. And my wish is that people heal so that they don't need to hurt other people so that they can be in their hearts. Mm, That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else that you feel like you'd like to share today? No, I, I think just if you want to come dance, come try Dance Alchemy. We do online trainings and a six-month certification. And, you know, regardless, like, put music on and dance. The world is a better place when people are dancing. Yeah. And it makes you feel so good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Makes you feel so good. But that's why the world is a better place, because people are happier and healthier. Exactly. And where can people find you? Brooke? Um, you can go to my website, brookyancey.com, um, and everything's there. Or on Instagram, which is Brooke Jillian Yancey, or Dance Alchemy Embodiment. 
Amazing. I will put all your details in the show notes, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with me. And your the medicine that you offer is incredible. I love hearing you talk throughout the interview. You're so passionate. You're so in tune. And yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. You're welcome. Lots of love. Thanks. Oh, I absolutely adore Brooke. She is so passionate about what she teaches. I absolutely love talking to her. You can hopefully feel her energy coming through to you. Such a powerful, powerful lady. If you would like more information on Brooke and what she does, then all you got to do is scroll down um, to the bottom of the show notes and you will find all her information there as you will find mine if you want to get in touch with me. If you've got any feedback about today's episode or any questions, then if you're listening on Spotify, you'll find the what did you think of this episode question and you can leave your answer in there. I just want to thank you so much for spending your time with me today. If you enjoyed this episode and you're loving the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast, then please, 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 please share it with anyone and everyone you know who you think it might help or who you think might enjoy it. And of course, if you could leave me a star rating and a review, this would also be amazing as I really want to grow this show organically. Um, I haven't paid for any advertising because I do believe that um, if this show is worthy of becoming very popular and really growing, then it has to be through you guys. I don't want to try and fix it at all. So anyway, thank you ever so much for tuning in today, for listening. And just before I go, I have a lovely little message for you. Dance is the healing treasure within your spirit that only movements of passion can set free. Have an absolutely beautiful week. Get yourself moving. Enjoy, express, feel, and I will see you next week.